you know, it has been a great six years, five and a half, six years that we've been here at this ministry. And uh, man, time has flown by. Um, you, you, you think about it, uh, maybe as you get older, um, maybe Tim Nelson, you can help me with this. Maybe as you get older, maybe you look back and, and, it, and time just starts getting closer. And, you know, you just don't, it just flies by, you know. But God has been so good to us. Um, I am very, very thankful for this ministry. Um, very, very thankful for Pastor Thronson. Folks, even when traveling around to different churches, there's nothing like Castleview. There's nothing like Castle. And I will tell you, there is nobody like Pastor Thronson. There, I mean, there, there is nobody like him. We, have a, we truly, truly have a diamond in our, in our midst. We truly do. Tonight, I want to talk to you tonight about kind of our journey of how we, how do we get out, Pastor read a little bit of emails, but how do we get out here? How did a Georgia boy uh, who grew up in the boonies of Georgia, I grew up on Hog Mountain Road between Possum Creek and Dry Pond. Now how, if you can't get any more boonies than that, I don't know what you can. But how does a Georgia boy go to a college, meet his most awesome lady, Marry her. She actually says yes to him, to him. And to get out of here to Colorado, and now I'm standing before you tonight. It's because I answered a question in my life. And that question that I'm going to ask you tonight is, who are you following? Who are you following? John 10, 27. Let's go ahead and turn there real quick. And as you're turning, church still works. It, it, it's our motto for our, for our, conferences, for, for our conference this year. And as you're turning, I want to ask you two questions is, how and why does church still work? Why does church still work? Why, how does church still work? Well, to answer that, I, well, to answer those questions, I do believe you have to ask one, one question. That's really the question that's been on my heart as far as church planning, as far as coming out to Colorado. And that is, who are you following? You see, I, I answered that last question really in my personal life during that time when I was conversing with Pastor Thronson. But it really happened when I, was in, when I was in a church planning class down in college. And as we, and as we're look, and as we look at the journey that I took, I, I, wanted, I want you to understand, I, had, I answered the question of who, of who was I following by, by understanding who I was. And a picture, that has been, a picture in the Bible that, that, that God has been really using in my life lately is the picture of sheep. I'm just a sheep. I'm not a shepherd. I'm not the shepherd. But sometimes as a sheep, I act like it. But, I want, but, but let's look tonight, John 10, 27. You're there. If you're there, please stand, please stand as we read God's Word. Just a short verse here. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice... And I know them. And say that last phrase with me. And they follow me. Again, I pose the question to you tonight. Christian, who are you following? Let's pray. Father, I do pray that you would help me t- tonight. Father, to convey the message and the truths you've laid upon my heart. Help me to have clarity of speech, clarity of thought. Father, I pray that your word would not return void upon our hearts tonight, that you would change us more into the image of your dear son, which is what you, is your ultimate goal. And Father, I, I pray for tonight. I pray that you would touch 
the hearts of, 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 the, of the Christians that are in here. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would have full, full reign upon our hearts tonight and do what you will in our lives. As Pastor prayed, we do pray that you would send forth laborers from this, from this conference and from our church. Father, we do give you the praise and honor you deserve for all that you're going to do tonight in our lives and through this conference. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Christian, just purely, just the basic premises tonight, you and I need to follow somebody. And we are going to follow somebody. But who are you following? Are you following yourself or are you following the shepherd? Because in verse 27 in John 10 it says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them. So I want to look at three actions tonight that characterize a sheep in Jesus' fold. And as we look at this, we're going to look at how myself, a Georgia boy, got out here to Colorado standing for you, and standing for you tonight. And now going to go church plant in Rexburg, Idaho. You put those three together, Georgia, well, add Florida in there, I guess. A Georgia boy going to Florida, then coming to Colorado to go to Idaho. I'm not doing that. That's only the Lord doing that. So the three actions tonight I want to see is that sheep in Jesus' fold, they, they have these three actions that characterize them. They hear, they know, and they follow. They hear, they know, and they follow. The first action I see tonight is, is they hear. What did they hear? Let's ask that question. What did they hear? Well, look, well, let's look in verse 27 again and we see, My sheep hear my voice. Jump, jump to the very beginning of chapter 10 in John. And it says in verse 3, to him, the porter opened it to him, and in verse 3, is the shepherd of the sheep. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and lead them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. You kind of get the picture of what Jesus is trying to get across here. How do sheep, and how, what is an action of sheep in Jesus' fold? Well, they hear. What do they hear? they hear? They hear the shepherd's voice in their life. Notice the progression here, really, in verse 3. To him, the porter opens. So you, you see the shepherd walking in, and the sheep start hearing him talking in the background, and the ears start perking. They, they start knowing he's there. He hasn't yet called their name yet, but, he under, but, the, but the sheep know that their shepherd is with them. They, they, hear, they hear the shepherd's voice. You know, I was sitting in a college classroom with godly men teaching me about the need for church planting. And I remember each one of them telling us the need. And how is America going to turn back to God? Well, they need, more, they, they need churches to preach the gospel. They need saved individuals. And, and, they, and they told us, hey, the Great Commission was given to the church to go fulfill that. The shepherd's voice in my life, you know, at that time was the godly men standing in front of me teaching me. That's, that's, the shepherd was using, was using them as, as his voice in my life. You know what? My, my ears kind of began to perk up. I, I kind of I started noticing, okay, you know what, Lord, you're, you're here now. And now I'm, waiting for, now I'm waiting for instructions. So let me ask you tonight, church, what, what voice in your life are you recognizing right now in your life? Do you even recognize your shepherd's voice in your life? Or is there so much noise going on that you don't even recognize your own shepherd's voice? Because to follow, you must first off hear. But not only do they hear the shepherd's voice, what else do they hear? They hear their name. Notice in verse 4, or, or verse 3. 
and he calleth his own sheep by name. You know what that tells me, church? As I was sitting in that, as I was sitting in there, the sheep now have ears that they have their ears have been perked, and now they're just awaiting for the shepherd to call them to go do, to go somewhere, to go do something. They're waiting to leave. They're waiting to go. They're waiting to follow. And now that the shepherd had gotten my attention in that college classroom, in fact, as I told Pastor or in that email, Idaho, it was in this class that, that the Lord was starting to put a burden for Idaho on my heart. And I understood. And I started saying, Lord, you're taking a personal interest in me. You're taking a per- personal interest. You have all these, all these other thousands and thousands of sheep to take care of. But yet you're so big and you're so mighty, but you're you're so personal to call me by name and say, hey, Russell, Russell, follow. Russell, follow. Russell, hey, perk those ears up. Come on, follow me. So let me ask you a question, church. When was the last time you heard your shepherd call your name to do something? When was the last time God called your shepherd said, Hey Josh, I want you to do something. When was the last time, hey BJ, BJ, shepherd's calling, I want you to do something. Last, really the last thing that, that a sheep hears is that they hear their shepherd's voice. And I know you're thinking, wait a minute, you just said that a couple minutes ago, if you were listening, I guess. But they hear their shepherd's voice. But notice in verse 5, the aspect of hearing a shepherd's voice. Verse 5, it says, A stranger will they, will they not follow, but will flee from him. Why? For they know not the voice of strangers. They know not the voice of strangers. They know dis- there were many other voices at the time that we were making a decision to come out. My wife was four months pregnant with, with Ezekiel when we, were com- when we were coming out. I had no job. We just settled on an apartment. In fact, the apartment that we settled on, Pastor picked out for us. <laughs> it was a good apartment. It, you, you did. You did. And he did save me from one. But there were many voices calling me. And there were many voices tugging at my heart saying, Hey, Russell, why don't you come back home to Georgia? Hey, hey, Russell, I, I, why don't you come over to Tennessee? I have, I have a pastor friend in Tennessee. Why don't you come over to Tennessee and help us out here? And I distinctly remember saying to myself, and then I had a Colorado pastor saying, hey, I know of a good church in Castle Rock, Colorado. I had no idea where Castle Rock was until they, until they flew us out, really, uh, in Easter. But at that time, I had a choice in my life. And Christian, you and I face the same choice tonight. Was I going to listen to voices other than my shepherd in my life? Whose voice was I going to listen to? And for me to know what my shepherd is, you know what? The idea behind hearing is the idea of listening. And uh, we studied this a couple weeks ago before we left on Deputation Teens. There is a difference between listening and hearing, is there not? Parents, there's a difference between your teen listening to you and hearing you, is there not? You know what? There's a difference between us listening, and us just hearing our, our shepherd's voice. There's a difference. So whose voice are you listening to in your life? Are there voices in your life that are 
so loud that you can't even distinguish your shepherd's voice in your life? Are there things that you just, are, are there voices that, that are just pulling you every which way? But I can say, Christian, confidently tonight, follow your shepherd's voice. With confidence, I can tell you, there is blessing that comes by listening and following your shepherd's voice. As I said, I would not be here tonight in front of you if I had not listened to my shepherd's voice. Again, think of my track. Georgia, the Florida, the Colorado, Idaho. That's not a normal track for some people. Most of it, even in fact, I grew up in a house that most of our family had not even been west of the Mississippi. I had been west of Mississippi basically twice. One when I flew out to Colorado to... um, Woodside's uh, the the, the, uh, Colorado Invitation for Bible Quiz, and one when we flew over to Seattle to go up to a missionary uh, up in British Columbia, Canada. But I had a choice at that point in time. Was I going to follow my shepherd's voice? Was I going to listen to him? Or was I going to listen to other voices in my life? Well, not only does a shep- not only does a sheep in, in Jesus' fold, not only do they hear, and they hear the shepherd's voice, but there's some things that sheep know. There's some things that I, as a sheep in Jesus' fold, had to come to knowledge of in my in, in my own life. That I had to come that I had to come to understanding, and not just a know aspect. Okay, it, there is a difference, Doctor Headquest. There's a difference between head knowledge and practical knowledge, right? We, we would use that biblical terms of wisdom versus knowledge, basically. Okay? This word know has the idea of intimacy and experience, wisdom. Intimacy of knowing your shepherd. You know, when I was moving my family out west, and, and, and Pastor knows these, when, when I was moving my family out west, there were a lot of doubters in my life. What I had to depend upon, church, was I had to know who my shepherd was. And I had to know that my shepherd was leading me. And when was the last time in your life that you knew that your shepherd was leading you to do something? When was the last time that you had that close-knit relationship with your shepherd, that you knew exactly what his heartbeat was? Because that's where I had to be. There's some things I had to come to know in my life. I had to know, I had to know his voice. If I, if, I, if I was going to follow his voice, I had to know what his voice sounded like. And how do I know what his voice sounds like? By reading his word. Or his pastor says, if you really want to hear God speak audibly, read your, read your Bible aloud. But I had to know his voice. I had to be able to distinguish his voice in my life from all the other voices that were pulling me in other directions. So I started my journey. Through Psalms. And I tell you, Psalms is a, it's a great collection of books. And a great collection of Psalms. Because with each Psalm, you really see the dependency that the psalmist has. Whether it's David, whether it's Moses, whether it's all the other writers of the Psalms, you really see a dependency upon their God, their shepherd. And that's all I had to tell people. Hey, why are you moving your four-month pregnant wife to a city you've never been to, to an apartment place you've never, you've never seen, to a church you've never been to, why are you doing that? 
the only person that I had to turn to was because my shepherd's telling me to do it. And Christian, there are times in our life that we need to get to that point. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Because the shepherd's telling me to do it. But you have to know his you have to know his voice. What else do you have to know? You have to know his character. You have to know his character. Look at verse 14 with me in John 10. Jesus has just gotten through talking about a hireling and how a hireling would, would, would flee when he sees evil and he would flee and he would leave the sheep for, for, the, for the wolf to catch them. But he says in verse 14, and I really believe this is a statement about his character here. He says, I am the, everybody, good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. You know, I had to come to realize that my shepherd's leading was good for me because he was good in my life. Even though sometimes when we, when we follow the shepherd, guess what? As Psalm 23 said, he leads us beside the still waters when we need times of rest. There are times that when he restores our soul when we fall down and we need to be restored to service. There are also times in our life where he leads us and we're going through the valley of the shadow of death. But I tell you, friend, where there's a shadow, there must be a light. And that light is my shepherd. And I'm following him through those valleys. And I'm following him through, the, through, through those times of rest and those times of nourishment. Because I knew he was good. I think of the psalmist. And even one of the teens pulled out, pulled out this verse this past Sunday night at our snack. The psalmist says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, I look at that and I see, and I think of, have I tasted that? Have you tasted lately that your shepherd is good to you? Have you seen the physical provisions that he's done for you? Because he says I'm the good shepherd. And you know what? I had to come to my realization that, Lord, no matter what came to my life, you led me here, and you're good. You led me here, and you're good. When was the last time, Christian, I want to ask you, when was the last time that you experienced the goodness of God in your life? That you knew His character was good and that you could stand upon a decision that you were making. I was moving my, my family from Florida to, a, to Colorado because my, my shepherd is good. Can you do the same thing? Who are you following? You know, the, 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 third, the third area of a shepherd that a sheep knows about him is he knows, he knows about his leadership. He knows what kind of leader he is. Look at verse 3. To him, that, again, that him is, is the shepherd, the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And notice in verse 4, when he putteth forth his own sheep, uh, he goeth before them. He goeth before them. Keep that in mind. And the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. They know what, they know what kind of leader they know what kind of leader he is. He know they know if you read down in verse fifteen and following, you know that he's a shepherd that will give his life for his sheep. Will give everything that he has capable of giving. He will do that for you. That's the type of leader we have. That's the type of leader that I had to come to a knowledge of. Now, I'd already been saved. I'm not saying that, I was a saving, not, that that was a saving time. But what I had to come to realization in my life, church, sheep, is that my shepherd 
was a leader that I wanted in my life because he was good of his character and because I knew what type of leader he was going to be. Notice in, notice in verse 4 again, it says that they went, that, he, that a shepherd goes before them. Before them. He already knows what's going to come ahead. You know, in my life, I had to come to apply this step and step out by faith and follow my shepherd because I know, because I had to know who my shepherd was. And he is my savior. I had, I had to understand what type of leader he was. Now let me ask you a question. Actually, it's twofold. Let me ask you, do you know who your shepherd is tonight? And what I mean by that, well, are you saved? Do you know the good shepherd is your shepherd? Do you know who your shepherd is? Now as I look around, I, I believe that most of us are in here. And I would ask you this question then. Do you know your shepherd? Do you know your shepherd? Do you have that experience in your life? Do you have that intimacy, an intimate knowledge of who he is and his leadership? Very quickly, he's got two more that, 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 a, that a sheep really knows, that a sheep knows about a shepherd that I had to come to, that had to, come to fruition in my life. So I had to understand his care for me. I had to understand his care. Notice in verse 3, he calls the, his own sheep by name. The psalmist says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Personal interest. Do you know that your shepherds care in your life? That, that your shepherd cares for you? When was the last time you rested in that, in that truth that your shepherd cares for you. You know, it said in the New Testament, casting all your care upon Him. Why? Because He careth for you. And teens, all means all. There you go. Casting all your care upon Him. You know, when I moved out here, there were questions I could not answer for people asking. Hey, what are you going to do for a job? I don't know. Maybe go work for FedEx. Actually, they wouldn't hire me. <laughs> so I went to UPS now. <laughs> what, uh, what are you going to do? I don't know. Why are you moving out there? Because this is what my shepherd told me to do. As one of my Bible teachers, and I kept playing this over and over in my head, as one of my Bible teachers in college said, you only wear enough deodorant for one day. Let God worry about the rest. Casting all my care upon Him, for He cares for me. And then the last thing I had to understand about about myself that I had to come to an intimate knowledge of was His love. Now, like I said, I had already been saved, but I had to come to understand that He was willing to do anything for me. And guess what, Christian? He's willing to do anything for you. He is willing to do anything for you. I had to come to apply, you know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And I understand that this is very basic. This is where I came into my journey. For God so loved me that He gave His only begotten Son for me. That if I believed, and I have, but I never really understood the cost that it cost God, that it cost God to, to save me. I never understood that until I really had to step out and understand who my shepherd was. 
And that He was willing to give everything He had for me because He already had. And on this journey that that we're going through, that we're going from Colorado to Idaho, His love and and what it cost Him to save me has been miraculously, really, has, has really reignited my, 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 my desire for Him. Think about that, Christian. Think about the cost that Christ paid for us. He literally paid everything He could. How much more should we follow Him? Have you, ever experienced, have you experienced the love, His love in your life lately? Have you, have you understood the cost that he, that he paid for your, for your salvation and mine? Because I, I, I believe this, because this is where I was at, church. This is where I was at. I believe this. That until I, I, I could have gone through every single one of these and understood His character and understood His voice and understood His leadership and understood His care in my life. But until I recognized the cost that He paid for my life, I wasn't ready to go to Rexburg, Idaho. So let me ask you, tonight I plead with you, understand the cost that Jesus paid for us. If you understand that cost, guess what can be said of you? The last part of verse 27 of of John chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and this is true of your life. And they follow me. And they follow me. So really the last, the last action, not only, not only does a sheep in, in Jesus' fold here, not only, do, not only does a sheep in, his, in Jesus' fold know some things about a shepherd, but I had to come to now just do something. It came down to now in action. Now the sheep must do, as a sheep we must follow our shepherd. It is simply stated uh, in our text that sheep follow. You read that, you read that throughout. In verse, in verse 3, he, the shepherd leads them out. They're following. In verse 4, the sheep follow. In verse 27, they follow. That's what sheep are designed to do. And Christian, that's what you and I are designed to do with our shepherd, is just to follow him. Follow him. One writer said this, what, is, what does following mean here? It's submission to His guidance by willing obedience to all His commands. Submission to His guidance by willing obedience to all of His commands. Now how do we do that and what are some of the blessings that, that, that come to us, to us for following? How do we follow? Look again in verse 3. To Him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear His voice, and He calleth His own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. How do we do this as a sheep? How do you follow your shepherd? You have to be selfless. To follow somebody, you have to put away your will and your desires and allow the shepherd to put his will and desire amongst you. Because if you're following a shepherd, Christian, guess what? You're going to do what he wants you to do. And that becomes what you want to do. But then, as a sheep, you must be selfless. You know what? You must also follow in his footsteps. In verse 4, it says that he goeth 
before them. Before them. You read through Psalms 23 and, and it talks about how He's prepared a place in the presence of His enemies. They prepared a table in the presence of His enemies. A shepherd would literally, he, he would leave the sheep in the fold. He would go before them and prepare a field for them to go to. Because He knew exactly what the needs were of His sheep. What did the sheep have to do though to get to where, God, to get to where his, their shepherd had prepared them? Follow. Christian, is, is your shepherd preparing a field for you to go, to, to go into tonight? Are they, is he preparing a way for you? Uh, preparing a way for you? What's holding you back? Can you truly say, I hear my shepherd's voice and I follow him? Third way of really to see how to follow they follow the shepherd's voice. You know, you, you have those ones that are, I guess you would say, the pick of the litter, so to speak, or the, or the first in the class, and they're right behind the shepherd, and they know exactly where the shepherd's going. Then you have us, that, like myself, that hang out, hang out in the back and cut up and, you know, not, what do he say, what do he say, what do he say? You know, I'm seeing some nods, sort of. But they follow his voice, because sometimes, you know, the shepherd would just start talking to him. As, he, as he's in front, he, he yelled back, Hey, Russell! Hey, 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 don't go left. Don't go left. Okay, stay straight. They follow a shepherd's voice. That's where I had to come to, church, in my life. That's where I had to even come to, to go into Rexburg. I had to listen to that still, small voice in my life. Because that was the shepherd's voice in my life. Now, how did we get from here to Rexburg? The shepherd's voice. Plain and simple. Pastor, there were, there were a couple of cities we were actually praying about, of doing and, and going. It was the shepherd's voice. And I'm going to tell you, um, Rexburg is found in, in the Bible. You knew that, right? Those of you who have, have, have your Bibles on your phones, you can go ahead, go ahead and search. I know Brother Keith. Go ahead and search Rexburg in your Bible. Um, you won't find the word Rexburg, but I will tell you, you will find Rexburg. And where you find it really is in Psalm 81, verse 16. For Psalm 81, verse 16, he says, He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat, and with the honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. And I understand that this is talking about Israel. I understand the context. But I tell you, that's Rexburg, Idaho right now. That's literally, the, in fact, that's their physical, you know, they, they, they are on the west side of the Teton Mountain Range. And, and I know Idaho is known for their potatoes, but their greatest harvest really is grain. And the people in Rexburg are starving for the true shepherd's provision. They're starving for that, for the true shepherd's provision. So what blessings come to us who follow? Because there are blessings. Other than, if all it was is that we're with the shepherd, that should be plenty, right? We get to stay with the shepherd. But God, but God does say, hey, you do get some blessings by following. You get my guidance. Again, the shepherd goes before them. Wherever God is leading you, wherever your shepherd is leading you, Christian, he's already been there. He's already worked the field that you're going to. 
Maybe it's here in Castle Rock. Maybe it's your work. He's already plowing the field for you to go in there and be laborers in the field. He knows exactly where you're going to go. But not only that, he also gives us eternal life in verse 28 of John chapter 10. It says, My sheep hear my voice in verse 27, and I know them and they, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they, shall, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. What blessings follow? Eternal life. You know, Christian, something that also hit me with, with, with God's love is that eternal life doesn't begin when we die. Eternal life began when I, when I believed in Jesus Christ. And he wants us to have eternal life and have it life more abundantly here. That's a blessing. But how do we do that? We follow. Because that's what we are. We're sheep. So let me conclude and let me ask you this. Let me ask you a couple questions as, as, as we close tonight. Mainly, who in your life are you listening to? Who are you following tonight? Are you putting yourself in front of the shepherd and saying, hey, shepherd, I know what's best for me. You're just a sheep. No offense, but you're stubborn and dumb. That's what, that's what sheep are known for. That's why, the, that's why the picture really applies to me. Because, you know what? I was stubborn in my way. I kept wanting to put myself before my shepherd. But it should be the other way around. Because I'm just a sheep. Are you following your shepherd or are you, are, you, are you following a stranger? Are these three actions true in your life tonight? Are you hearing your shepherd's voice? Are you listening to him? Do you know what his voice sounds like in your life? Do you know your shepherd? Do you have that intimate knowledge, that intimate relationship with him? Do you talk to him? Do you know what he wants you to do? And then lastly, and really this is where where the crux of of the message is. Are you following? It's great to hear. It's great to know. But are you following what your shepherd is calling you to do? Let's pray.